One. Welcome back to the Soft Storm the Poet Show. I'm your host, Soft Storm the Poet, and I invite you in to weather the storm with me. We have a special guest. Uh, I am Lyrical Butterfly on the show today, and I'm going to let her, you know, speak about the topic. Hey, hey, hey. I am Lyrical Butterfly. Today's topic is, now that you're healing and are more aware of how fundamental it is to know your person uh, that you're dating, what are some of the questions that you would ask them on a first date? And this is always something good to talk about. I think I've been challenged to ask these questions before, and I think the questions that I tend to as seem to change as I grow older and experience uh, relationships, uh, whether good or bad. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> what would be the first question for you to ask on first date? The first question. Now that you get you know, on your healing journey. Now that I'm on my healing journey, I would have to say the first question I would ask is. Are you really a lesbian? Because that's something you really got to ask folks. And I know, and I know that's funny, but you know what I'm saying? For me, the LGBT community, uh, as for studs, as for films, for period, for the lesbian side, you really want to know that somebody's really into women, first off, because it's a waste of time yeah. to try to commit to a straight woman, because normally those relationship dynamics don't really work when you are in a relationship with a true lesbian. I think uh, we tend to want to have things like half and half. So, you know, meet yeah. each other halfway, whether that's financially, uh, love-wise. It's never like one person wants to be doing um, more than the other. Like, especially if I get, you know, I've dated straight women before. I don't have a, you know, problem dating straight women. But at, at the same time, it's, it's it's different dynamics and it's a, it's a totally different vibe when you're actually in a relationship with a woman that really loves woman who <laughs> really loves a woman and wants to be with a woman so okay so your first question would be uh are you a lesbian i mean what was your first, like what was your first question be like i know it, it goes deeper after that for me it goes deeper after that but for me that first question on something that's totally not that serious that's going to be a question that i asked because i've ran into a lot of issues where that was not the case with people. Like they weren't really truly into women. It was just, they were attracted by a pretty face and my masculinity. Yeah. So I definitely want to be careful when I, I date again, you know, and whoever I choose to be with. So. Okay, that makes sense. Um, one of my first questions, but honestly, have you been tested? The reason I say that is because you have so many people that are out here just sleeping around, not really taking care of themselves or not even really just thinking about it. You know, that's the last thing a person wants to think about is, oh, should I get tested? Oh, I'm clean. I don't do this with this person or I don't do this with that person. You know, I take care of myself. But at the same time, you could get an STD from just being dirty. You don't even have to do it with anybody. <clears throat> but that's mainly like that would be my very first question. Have you ever been tested? Have that you ever had a sneeze? I'm sorry. You know, I'm being personal but that would be like, one of my questions too like i would have to say that would be one of my questions but i think now it's like i don't even want to be intimate with someone if i'm just getting to know them like at this point because the person yeah. that i used to be in the past is like yo i'm ready to go like i like you you know there's that passion there's that connection type of thing but 
Uh, now it's kind of like I'm kind of sent to the back and I actually want to make somebody wait for that level of intimacy, regardless if it happens or it doesn't happen. I I, I don't want to start the conversation off it. Have you know, have you been tested? You know, because I really feel like getting to know somebody is deeper than it. And if I just ask you straight off the bat, have you been tested? It kind of makes it seem like that's all I want from you. But just know before we do hit that point to where we have, you know, uh, interaction on that level, then of course that's going to be, you know, one of the first things I ask you. Uh, and besides just getting to know what you like and you don't like in the bedroom. So I definitely understand the importance of asking that question. And a lot of people don't ask that question. Or a lot of people don't even want to get tested. Uh, they feel offended when you ask that question, but that shouldn't be anything that somebody is offended by. Uh, if you care about the person that you're talking to, you definitely want to be open with them about everything. And you shouldn't care, feel, you know, you, you shouldn't feel like somebody's questioning if you're clean or if you're dirty if they ask you that it's just simply saying that if i talk to you and we get to that point i am putting my life in your hands i am trusting you with my my temple so uh what are you going to do with it and are your attentions you know pure with it so i definitely okay. understand that okay um my insight on that is not to just you know discourage them or you know frighten them with the question but it also just lets me know you know that they take care of themselves and you know that they're well put together i'm not just asking to see how many partners you have because you can have plenty of partners and still take care of yourself and not catch anything uh but mine is more so just to see where their head is not to see if i want to you know be sexually active with that person but nowadays it's something that needs to be asked because it's not it hasn't been asked often but um what is another question that you would ask on uh, your first date definitely do you have a job <laughs> do you have your own car do you have kids <laughs> you know you know do you have Ooh, like do you one. there are, i i want to know your your dynamics of your life. I want to know, you know, are you What's disciplined enough to keep like a job? You know, what, you know, do you have extra baggage? Cause you know, some people come along with exes after exes. Uh, some people could be still married, but trying to date. You need to be able to give people the option to decide if they want to deal with you upfront yes. because I don't want to be talking to you for, you know, two to three months or, you know, six months. And now I'm finding out that, you know, uh, you're best friends with like multiple of your exes and or you you still hang around certain people or you're still in the streets or you gangbang. Like, I don't want to find this stuff out later on down the line. I definitely need to know this stuff up front so I know who I'm dealing with. I'd rather do that than to, you know, get online looking for them. And then I find out something totally different than what they're asking me. So that's a, that's a good thing. I would Google them still, though. You said you Google them still, though. <laughs> Google me, baby. And I do Google people from time to time, too, because you really can't trust anybody uh, in today's age. So you definitely want to do really your can. own research on them, too. So. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, I agree with you. So, what is the most important thing to you in a relationship? 
the most important thing uh, to me in a relationship, I guess there has to be a handful of things. Name one, what is the most, like one particular, what's the biggest thing? Have to have open communication. Okay. Definitely. And by open, you mean what? When I say open, it has to be open communication where we could talk about anything. And if you voice to me how you feel, you're willing to listen to me, you know, how I feel, and we're willing to compromise about any issues that we have. It's never that one person wants to be heard more than the other one. It's never that, you know, a person doesn't appreciate the other person's vulnerability because understand vulnerability from both both parts. You know, that is, um, that's something that I think is really important. And when a person, you know, starts to open up to you and they feel like you don't respect their vulnerability, through their communication of their feelings, then I really feel like you really ruin a relationship right out the bat. So honestly, I feel like it has to be open communication and understanding uh, in the relationship, so. Okay, the most important thing to me in a relationship would be open communication as well and trust. Trust is a big thing for me. Um, I really gotta be able to be comfortable with you and, and trust you. Yeah. You know, sometimes I can feel when a person is lying to me yeah. and it bothers me because I'm I look mean, but I'm really nice. I'm really sweet. So I want people to be You definitely look mean. You look like you have attitude for days, but you are sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are I want and I people to be open with me. You know, I I, I really was told that I can frighten people just by um, how I speak. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem for me. And I'm, I'm trying to soften it up. I really am. You know, but that's a defense mechanism. But I really want, you know, those are the two main things for me in a relationship. I want you to communicate with me because I want to be able to communicate with you. And I want to be able to trust you all at the same time. So they feel like you talk, do they feel like you talk to them hard? Like, what is it that they feel that they're intimidated by when you speak? Is it your tone or is it, you know, your words? Okay. It is my tone. And I've been told that by several people. But it's only because I, when I get emotional, my voice raises. And I'm trying to work on that. Even when I'm crying, it sounds like a little squeaky cat or something. I just... I don't know. It's, it's just my emotions. You know, I'm mm. still learning how to control my emotions, mm. but I noticed that a lot of people have told me, you know, hey, you kind of scare people off about how you come, you come on so strong. Mm-hmm. And you're very passionate. You know what I'm saying? When people hear that, that's that passion coming out. Like, I really care. Like, I really give a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that passion at the same time. Like you said, I need to stop talking in my emotions. And when people like I, you know, I tell people sometimes when you talk to me, you got to talk to me nice. I don't care what you say to me, but understand that you have to talk to me nice. You can't take a certain tone with me. You can't speak to me in a certain way. It's certain ways to get what you got to say across. And see, my thing, when you say that people say you come on, you come on strong. You know, I used to get that, too, to where people would be like you make it hard for people to come to you and be honest yes. with you. And, you know, for a long time, for years, you know, I always wondered what that meant. And then in the last couple of years, in the last, I say like two to three years, it's like, I really see that I 
I used to set standards so high about myself and I would challenge people to meet me at those standards that I set. But because I loved in a certain type of way, I knew what I wanted and I showed my partner, you know, how I felt about them, you know, on a level that they knew, like, you know, this girl really loved me type of thing. But I had to understand that everybody doesn't love the same and that everybody wasn't at the level of being able to love like I love or being able to, you know, compromise or communicate like I could communicate about things uh, at that time. And I realized I was being really, really hard on people um, and not necessarily hard because I, that was me standing on my boundaries and my standards. And I guess that was when I should have realized that those people weren't able to meet my standards. Those people weren't able to understand that I had boundaries. And because those boundaries were too much for them, I should have left them alone. But I didn't understand that those were truly my boundaries that I was standing on. So I definitely understand you with that. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I would also want to know on the first date, you know, what makes them angry? That way, you know, kind of mm. give me an insight on what not to do, what I can do, what I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, like it's a boundary. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to overstep your boundaries. So. That's a good question. Okay, I definitely think that's a good question because you want to know if certain words trigger a person, certain phrases, yes. uh, if certain things like say, you know, if you're used to me always calling you in the morning or something like that, but, you know, it just so happens in the morning I don't call you or I don't text you and then I just go about my day or whatever and you, you're the first person to hit me up. And that's something different from you. Is that a trigger for you? Do you feel like, you know, I'm doing something if I don't type of thing? Yes. So I definitely I, I definitely can understand those situations. I can understand having to, you know, I want to know what makes you mad. I want to know if, you know, if certain people saying certain stuff triggers you, like me, yes. call, me calling somebody else. You know how people have just random names that they call their friends and stuff. Like if I call my friend babe or if my friend calls me baby or has some type of pet name or, or if you go around calling people that, I want to know that that's something that you always normally do or whatever because I want to know, you know, you as a person, you know, full body and spirit, how you move because I want you to understand that about me too so we won't hurt each other. So I definitely understand that. Yeah, to me, it's about those boundaries. I, I don't want to over, I don't want to cross them. You don't want to cross them. Subject. You don't want to overstep them. And especially if you know exactly. it's something that you normally do, like it could be something you normally do all the time or whatever. But if you I never ask that, that person, yeah, you know what I mean? And if you never tell me that that bothers you, how do I know that that bothers you? You know exactly. what I mean? But yep. I found out, if, if I fi have to find out by Hey, me calling you out on something? Yeah, like if I call you out on something that you're doing and you blow up on me at that point and say, well, you do this, well, it makes me feel like, okay, now that you just waited until, you know, I had a moment to call you out on something or I'm saying that something bothers me and now you're saying that this bothers you. No, tell me at the moment that it bothers you so we can nip this in the butt before you get so mad about it and you can't talk to me calmly. 
you know, that's open communication. That's effective communication. You telling me, you know, if you got an issue in that moment or, you know, around that time, don't just tell me, you know what I'm saying, months and weeks, you know, or years from now, like when you did this, it made me feel this way. And that's why I started doing this. No, let's not be tit for tat. Let's cut the tit for tat thing out the picture right now in the front, you know, the front end of the relationship where we agree to open communication, where we agree, okay, it's not going to be no, you know, misunderstanding. And if I have a problem with something that you do, then guess what? I'm going to say it to you exactly how I want somebody to tell me if they have a problem with something that I do. You know, because I tend to have times where I'm super, super quiet and I could be withdrawn. But that's just because I probably spent a lot of energy, you know, but don't ever think that I don't love you and I don't want you. Just sometimes I get in my head. You know, what I mean, I still love you type of thing. But if you feel I'm quiet and that bothers you, come to me. Be like, babe, you've been acting like this or whatever. I don't like it because it makes me feel like this. especially if I know that that person um, is struggling with that as well. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm a bugaboo, but at the same time, I really want to tell you how I feel. And if somebody if somebody ever makes you feel like you're a bugaboo for just coming and saying how you feel, like it's one thing to have one conversation with somebody. If I have that one conversation with you and you you seem to know or you seem to be listening at how I feel, but in the next, you know, instant or, you know, time goes by and you do the exact same thing or whatever that makes me feel a certain type of way after I voiced it to you, then yeah. that should be our initial, you know, uh, flag that, hey, this person really doesn't care about how something makes me feel because they are going to repeatedly keep doing it. And that should be a sign to say, well, hey, I don't want to deal with this this person that isn't you know he's they're acting like they're listening to me but they're not listening to me type of thing so that's somebody that isn't you know in a relationship to compromise for the best for the both of y'all they just want you to compromise for the best for them type of thing so i definitely understand that i can see where you get that and i'm over here thinking to myself Damn, girl, you do that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's things that we do. Like, it's things that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all, you can slip up and do something all the time. But if you keep slipping up, if a person has to ask you more than two times, and it really is that one time, if you really want to stand on your boundaries and what you really, really want and will accept. Now, I understand that everybody is human. But if yeah. it's if it's something that you're doing that I blatantly let you know how it makes me feel and it makes me feel, you know, a lower vibrational energy and you keep doing it and you know it hurts me or makes me feel a certain way and you and you don't care. That's simply that person saying that, that, that they don't, don't care. care. Now, I'm just going to speak on me because I don't know everybody else. But I'm not going to say that I don't care, but I, I do tend to do that sometimes. And it's, it's not intentional. It's just that I haven't had anyone to ever voice that to me. So it's going to take me some time, especially if I'm very used to doing it, you know. But I also know when you truly, really fuck with a person or you really, really want to make that work with your person, then you would do your heart. You would do your damnness to really try to fix that or go within yourself to figure out why you know yeah. um but yeah um 
what's another one? Sure, I got one. So, what are your bad habits? What are my bad habits? Uh, thinking people love me when they show me that they don't love me. Like a person. No, I mean, on the first date, that's what I would ask. Oh, that was what you would ask on a first date. On your first date, like, yeah, what are your bad habits? Mm, that's a good question. What are your bad habits? <laughs> no, what are your bad habits? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I really just said it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I came out of space. I thought you was asking me at first, but uh, yeah, my bad habit, you know, jeez, mm, bad habits, bad habits. Uh, my bad habits is, you know, hyper-focusing. Like, when I, I tend to hyper-focus on the person that I'm in a relationship with because I do want to be with a partner. I want my partner to be happy, and I want my partner to actually care about making me happy. Um, so I tend to get lost in relationships or whatever, but that's something I'm working on as well as a person, not getting lost in trying to, you know, love on a person, just letting the relationship grow and bloom because if a person really loves you they're gonna show you without you ever having to put in the extra extra work you feel me it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna be easy because you guys are gonna compromise for each other willingly it's gonna be smooth when it's the right person it's it's the right person like nobody will give you too much static when it's the, when it's the right person if it's the wrong person you're gonna experience static over and over and repeatedly whether it's for a couple months a few years or a decade you know what i mean but uh, definitely, I just don't want to hyper-focus on relationships anymore. And um, yeah, that's it. And I tend to be in my head. Sometimes I tend to be in my head. Like you said, I don't want to be a bugaboo. I don't want to say my feelings like, I, like I'm like i just, you know, wearing my feelings on my sleeve all the time. But at the same time, too, if I communicate to you one time and there is no change and I have to repeat myself and understand that your action is causing me to repeat something to you. And if you feel bugged about it, then chances is, you know, it's your, it's your responsibility to change that. Either you want to change it by, you know, trying to compromise for me, like I'm compromising for you, or we agree that this relationship isn't going to work because there's clear, there's, there's things that we can, there's some things that we can say that we can agree to disagree on. We don't have to agree about everything. But then there are things such as, you know, boundaries and, you know, standards and morals that they just can't, you you can't find yourself deviating from. Because once you deviate from those solid boundaries or those morals and those standards that you set over the years in your life, you will find yourself compromising yourself for other people. Sorry about that, but yeah. Okay. But most definitely. Um, One of my... I have several, <laughs> um, but my biggest habit, my biggest two habits would be I, I am an overthinker. I get in my head a lot, um, a lot, a lot, and, and, and that's a struggle for me. Um, another one would be I talk a lot, <laughs> and I've heard people say this a lot. Mainly one person just tells me all the time, you, you know, you talk too much. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a habit. Mainly because I didn't have a voice when I was younger. So when I got to the point where I could speak my truth, I'm going to talk. talk. You're not going to shut me up. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people where 
even in a relationship, as far as communication, if I feel like you still ain't got it, I'm gonna communicate this shit to you. I don't care if you get blue in the face. I'm still, I just, I love to talk. And I mean, I'm realizing that that could be an issue. You know what? It's what? sometimes it's an issue because you're not you're not willing to hear your partner. Like I think sometimes when we over, when we keep talking, we don't hear our partners. But in other times, if you find yourself have to repeatedly talk about the same thing with your partner, then understand if that's something that you feel really really strongly about, then you have yes. to step away from that person. Because those are the things where I just said before that you have those boundaries, those standards, those morals, those things that really bother you. And that's yes. why you keep on talking about the same thing. And if you have to keep talking about the same subjects with your partner, then apparently your partner isn't hearing you and they don't really love you enough to address that. Or they're not willing to compromise a certain part of themselves to give you that because maybe they're not ready yet. So in yeah. those aspects, we have to understand that sometimes relationships at the time, they're not they're not really ready to be compatible. Even though you love this person to death, even though you like everything about this person, sometimes they've gone through things in their past or they've just went through something that makes them unable to give in to certain things at a moment. Like you might want them to give in to those things right now. But that person may be willing to give in to those things, you know, down the line, months or years, or they have to hit certain milestones or have to learn certain stuff about you so they feel comfortable and vulnerable enough to submit to you in that aspect of the relationship. So it's not that you're talking too much. It's just that, hey, if you said it so many times or you realize that something hasn't changed, then understand that maybe in this relationship, right now that's not going to work you know or maybe this relationship is not going to work right now because i want i need you to give me something but you're not exactly. ready to give it to me so exactly. before you guys destroy what you have on you know right now on a friendship level and trying to be in a relationship before y'all destroy that energy that y'all feel right now then agree to just separate until you guys both can be vulnerable enough or just both of you guys take the time to actually give each other space to grow individually that way you guys can grow together but at the same time don't take no disrespect in that you know in that journey of y'all growing you know understand when somebody does does love you and doesn't love you and is willing to compromise down the line and understand when somebody is just using you as a placeholder you know what i mean so yeah i definitely understand that yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. um Trying to think here. Another bad habit that I have. Oh Lord, I am a people pleaser. Mm. I hate it. Ooh. I hate it. <laughs> and it's that, that's that's a bad habit of mine because I get to the point to where if I can't fix it, like I I'm I, I want to do something. Uh, buy a gift, sing a song, give a card. Do so, I, <laughs> I want to do something to make this person get back into their boat. Like, I, I just, I'm a people pleaser. And like, you, you call it a people pleaser. And that's something that develops from somebody really caring about other people. Like, I care about other people. I, 
I know what it's like to not smile. I know what it's like to feel sad. Um, I know what it's like to mess up something and want to correct it. But at the same time, it's like, you care. That's your heart saying, I have to fix this. That's your heart saying, I have to make this person smile. But we can't fix everything. You can't fix every situation and you can't uh, fix people. So once you get over the fact that you can't fix people, every situation isn't supposed to be fixed. That's when you stand in your power to understand that, hey, I've done everything that I can to fix this situation or to try to rectify or put us on good terms. But I can see right now me doing all of this isn't getting me anywhere. So now that I see that me doing all of this isn't getting me anywhere, that lets me know that, hey, with me is not where you want to stand. With me is not where you want to be. So that's, that's, again, us actually challenging our self-worth and actually seeing when people really do love us, when people do really want to be with us, or if it's just, you know, wrong timing. Like I said before, we can ask for something that people aren't willing to give. And, you know, us thinking that we can fix it, that's that can be manipulative in a way, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, if I feel if I do this, this person should do this. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. If you see that they're not doing this and you've tried everything to your ability, stand on your own because you're a beautiful person. You feel me? You're a beautiful person. You're loving and somebody's going to love you more and they're going to give you what you need without you even asking for it or going, you know, above and beyond to try to fix something. Because understand, we cannot fix something by ourselves. You know, that is true. it's a two way street. If somebody ever makes you feel like you're solely just the problem by yourself, then chances are that person can't even look in the mirror. You feel That's me? true. So don't That's feel true. like you have to you have to overfix and you don't have to fix anything, you know, and and that comes with feeling like we need people too. you don't need people in your life. Like, yeah, we want people. You don't want to feel that alone yeah. feeling, but you don't need them. You know what I mean? And if if Welcome back to the Soft Stone the Poet Show. I'm your host, Soft Stone the Poet, and I'm here with I Am Lyrical Butterfly. And we are talking about what are the first or the most important questions you ask on your first date or when you first start oh, to talk and get to know someone. And I'll let I Am Lyrical Butterfly continue on. Okay. So one of my main questions I would definitely want to know would be what is your relationship like with your parents or what is your relationship like with your children you know what i'm saying i want to know like what kind of bond do you share with them like do you get along with them you know what i'm saying like do you listen you to saying? them do you out talk exactly. them i want to know what it is because if i sit there and watch you uh talk to your mama any type of way call out her name or whatever and and the next thing you know, you're trying to buy her a gift to apologize, then that's how you're going to handle me. That's how you're going to treat me. So I don't want anybody to feel like they can talk to me any type of way and then buy me later on or apologize with gifts or try to make up uh, with, you know, sex. I don't want, you know, none of that. I need you to treat me right. So I don't want to be with anybody who can't treat their mom and dad well. Like, if you don't like them, if you don't respect them, that's cool. But don't talk to them any type of way. And even with your kids, if I see you talk to your kids a certain type of way and the next thing you know, you're trying to buy them because you, you've you treated them so poorly or you're not affectionate with them, like, I can't really have a relationship with you because that's going to be a red flag for me and how you treat me. That'll be a trigger for me because as soon as I see you doing something, that's just going to bring back probably something that happened to me. And I'm like, uh-uh, nope, 
I don't need this. I've been good. <laughs> but um, I, I think that that's very important to know, you know, how the relationship is with their parents because mm-hmm. it gives you a, a, a better insight on who they are as a person. It definitely gives you a, a better insight on it because like I was telling you before, like, that's what made me, you know, want to work on my relationship with my mom. Like, even though it wasn't my fault that it went bad, it was the fact that I realized I did need that relationship with my mom to kind of fix certain things that were going on with me. And me actually, you know, challenging myself to forgive, you know, that actually helped, you know, me and my mom's relationship out a lot to the point where we normally talk almost every day. And whether it's through text messages or calls, you know, it's like I have to talk to her and I have to feel some type of connection with a check on her, make sure she I, you know, and yes. that's the part of the motivation of me wanting to be a better person, you know, uh, financially, spiritually, emotionally, because of that connection I've made with her. So, yeah. Yes, it feels good when you, when you finally do connect with your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where I get my people pleasing from, though. You know, wanting that acceptance, wanting uh, you to see me all mm-hmm. the goddamn time. See what I'm doing. See that I'm, you know, yeah. I'm doing this for you. I'm mm-hmm. here. I'm here. Like and- waving their hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. pick me. <laughs> I definitely understand. Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying with that. Oh, uh, and we usually struggle with that. Like, the LGBTQ community you know, struggles with that a lot because most of us get shunned from the family most of the times when they find out that, you know, we're gay. And, you know, that sets us on the path to try to seek acceptance from, you know, everyone in our life, whether it's on a job, whether, you know, it's with friendships, whether it's in relationships, we always feel like we have to go above and beyond to get someone's attention or to have somebody's love because we didn't have a certain type of love or affection shown to us or attention when we were younger. But hey, now that we know that that's where that trauma comes from, that's where those bad habits come from, then you can, you know, maneuver a little better through life and understand that, hey, I don't have to do all of this for you to love me. If you can't love me and I'm not enough for you in my you know, my calmest form or in my rawest form, then, hey, we're, we, you're not the one for me. You're not the one for me. You're not the one I need. And that's where the love, that's where that self-love kicks in. You feel yes. me? That's where that, that's where that self-worth, like my worth does not deteriorate because you can't see it. Like they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. You know? Everybody does not think that everything is beautiful. Yeah. But the people that see the beauty in the things that some people don't find beautiful, those, those things, are those are amazing people. Those are the people that are meant for you. You know what I mean? Yes. That's it. I always say I'm weird. <laughs> why do you say you're weird? Why do I say I'm weird? Yeah. Because I, I like, I like, I'm I'm not like everybody else and I think that you know at at first I used to be like oh I'm just I'm weird I'm embracing my weirdness though because I don't do a lot of what everybody else do I don't listen to a lot of what everybody listens to I don't dress how everybody else dresses so it's like I just be like I'm weird you know and I had my my family would say oh you're being weird it's okay I like being weird I don't like fitting in. 
I don't like having to, I, I don't want to be like nobody. I want to mm-hmm. be like me. And I'm okay with me. Like, I'm, I'm figuring out that it's okay to be me. I'm goofy. I'm quiet sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah. You don't I have think- to fit into someone's box. And I think that's where everybody feels like to be popular or to gain notoriety that they have to look and appear like everybody else. Like, no, I'm not going to dress like everybody else if I don't want to. If I choose to change my fashion up, I choose to wear what I want to wear. I like what I like. I like the music that I like. I'm not going to listen to everything that everybody else listens to. Uh, if you want me to be, you know, I guess where, where you have that thing with studs, um, they tend to think that we should be over masculine like men, but no, we we are not men at the same time and don't think that my personality is going to match up with everybody else that you're used to being around because it's not because I'm a different entity. And when people see that you are different and you don't fit their narrative or what they thought you were supposed to be, it's kind of like they start to try to change you or they start to try to break you and say, well, oh, you're this way and there's something wrong with you being this way. No, there's nothing wrong with a person being different. What is wrong is with the people who can accept the fact that people are different. Different, yes. So. Yes. Now, you know what? You got a valid point. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. For a minute, I used to, like, I, I like, don't get me wrong, studs are my preference. But I would always get, I would always be attracted or attract to say that sisters that are just really, really manly, like really, really manly, Mm -hmm. who really think that they are dudes. Mm -hmm. And they used to bother me because I'm like, uh, I like, I I don't know if I can say this word, but I like punk. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Full time. So it, it, it was weird. It was very weird to me because it's like I want to enjoy this too, and it's like you, 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 you. They were just doing too much. It was just very weird, and I. Because you realize in certain points, there's certain points in like, I think there's certain points in uh, a lesbian uh, life where they realize, okay, yeah, I might like, you know, masculine females, but true lesbians like a balance between feminine Feminine and masculine energy, you know? Like, let let that feminine energy out too, because you my wife, you my girl, like, above anything, you not my man. So if a person... <laughs> Touch it, bring it, babe. Once you turn, automatic. You run across these, they be so hardcore. And, but then, as soon as it's time to, you know, get down, they be. I'm be like, oh my god, did you just get up? Like, what happened? <laughs> they don't. They. It, it's just. It's too masculine. I don't want that because I'm already dominant. I want to. I want to <laughs> <laughs> I wanna feel feminine and like. Get me in touch with my feminine side, because now you you rubbing me up and we got to fight. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> But I think that's the thing, too. Like like you said, like, you know, let me, you know, tap into my feminine energy. Don't make me feel like I got to be over masculine. Even when I talk to you or I communicate with you, I have to be over masculine to get my point across. Because if I've just gotten to a point where I can be vulnerable with you, but then you start to show me that you are not listening to my vulnerability and that shuts me off and I start to be more masculine then understand that I'm growing to a point where I'm not really happy. 
because I, I want to feel comfortable with a partner. I want to feel like I can share both sides of myself with a partner. Like, yeah, you need me to go outside to work on something on the car. Like, I could do that. But you also, you know, you want me to try to be romantic with you and do all this other sh- I could do that, too. Like, I could be that vulnerable person with you. I can open up to you. And I tell people all the time, like, I didn't always let, you know, my partner touch me. I was a touch me not for a while. And but you know for for people you know i'm saying that used to be a issue i think unknowingly you know i'm saying like it was never expressed to me but growing and you know coming into the last you know year of my life i accepted the fact that maybe and sometimes that could have been an issue in relationships that was never voiced so because people didn't voice that issue with me the fact that i was a touch me not or whatever and literally it, all i would really be doing is like look i'm not you know scrap you down and i'm gonna eat the box like that's how I, it, that's, that's what they do like i'm doing that like you can you can do you can sit on my face you can do all this other stuff but i don't think that you're gonna do something to me like that was kind of you know how i moved around my life and early on in relationship i was a pillow like i was with a pillow princess so it was just like, even when I was with her, you know, for three years of my life, it was just like, she didn't like penetration or whatever. So really all I did was eat the box. Now imagine me talking to somebody straight out of high school, you know, well, I'm in high school really when I meet this girl, like I'm in 11th grade or whatever. And, you know, to be with a pillow princess from the 11th grade to like, like my first year in the military that's a long time like that's 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 a long time for me not to you know really experience a lot you know what i'm saying it's a you know with it for me not to experience the box and then when i finally did start you know you know scrapping that but do like i love scrapping that my my stroke game on point my stroke game is superb so you know i had a good stroke game and i had three years to just eat the box you feel me Oh, God, oh I had three. I had three years with a pillow princess. The way it was just, I ate the box and she grinding. All right, bet. And because I really, you know, I really went with that whole, you know, touching me thing or whatever. That was what I did. But once I started to open up and get with people that wanted to do more, I'm like, okay, all right, I see you. Oh, I like this. Oh, y'all challenging me. Like I'm a freak, but y'all, you know, this what y'all been doing. Like I like yeah. this over here. Help me get to, you yeah. know, what I'm saying, help me perfect everything that I can perfect because I already know. I already know I can be with a straight female and make a straight female happy, but I want to be with a lesbian lesbian, and I want to know everything that the lesbian community been doing. So that's when I start to tap into the lifestyle. And once I start tapping into the lifestyle, I start to see, like, okay, I like this. I like the lifestyle. So if you come to me to understand we finna, you know, experience some stuff together type of shit, like, me me and you, we finna try some different stuff. Like, that's what I like. I like to be open. In the bedroom, I like to be open when it comes to just communication and it's just you know for me it's like yeah you know i'll be open to a threesome with another female but other than that like i ain't going for us anything else but anything sure anything under the sun me and my girl can do together i'm willing to do with her you know when i get one when i get one you know in the the future you know in the future you know okay i I mean i I can't do the threesomes but i can change my hairstyle in three different Different ways, Ooh, you know, you're gonna get I'm, three different people. I mean, I, I, I'm with that, if I, somebody I wanna switch the wig up, I'm gonna come on in. Switch the wig up for give me your I flavors. Can't, I can't share. It's 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 something about sharing. I, I'm not gonna share with another person something yeah. so intimate with me. 
You know what I'm saying? Something as precious as the, the gift that I have, you think I'm going to share it with another Ooh. being? No, you Ooh. can't get that because then you're going to try to stay there. Okay. You're right about that. Okay. You is right about that. I, that used to be my argument. That used to be my argument later on down in life. And I never really met somebody who was just like, you know what I'm saying? They was cool with, you know what I'm saying, doing it with me. But, you know, I met people, you know, I say, I met people that say they're cool with doing it with me, but they never would really bring it up. They never would really share me. And it's like, I never really felt the need to have a threesome. Like, I could have threesomes, but it's just, I've never got to that point where I feel like I need it. But if I'm with a partner that like it, like, come on, let's go. Let's try it out. I'll try anything once. I'll try. Now, don't get me wrong. I would try anything once. And regardless of if I like it or not, my thing yeah. is, it's my partner. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I, I love my partner enough, or I'm in love with my partner enough to at least try something once. Okay. So yeah, if you just please believe it's just gonna be me and my partner up in there. I don't care about their third party, their third party can stay there and do what you do, boo. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just when it comes to that, I I'm too intimate. Like yeah. what's mine is mine. Yeah. You know, I can share you, I'm already sharing you with the world. You know, so no. What's in the bedroom with me, gonna stay in the bedroom with me. But I can change this weed cup. I can go to the little sex store, give me a little good, little, good, little nice little outfit. Who you want me to be today? Rashida? I'll be Rashida today. I'll be Cece tomorrow. I'll be Lyric the other the next day. Whoever you want me to be, I will be. What's your flavor? What's your flavor? All right, then. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's for me. Um, trying to think, what are other. I would also want to, you know, if they have children. I really, 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 really want to know what your relationship is like with your children, because that still stems from your what your relationship was like with your parents. Because mm-hmm. how you parent them is how your parents probably parented you, and you think that that's okay when really that's not. And it's not, or even yeah. if it's not that they parent parented you in that way, it could be that you might be overcompensating in your parenting yes. because of how the lack of their, you know, taking care of you in the way that you thought they should, you know, or being, you know, more affectionate with them or something like that. Like, I really feel like if you with your kids, I would want to be with somebody who is very affectionate with their kids because you realize nurturing early on in life is very important. So the more you nurture your child, the less they feel the need to seek that nurturing and acceptance outside of you. I would also want to know. Well, I don't know. I don't know if people would actually ask this on the first date. Like, do you fall in love easily? <laughs> I think people do ask that on first date. I think really? that's a good. I think that's a good question to ask, and I do believe that I've been asked that question before. Like, and not even I've been asked that question. I think I probably asked that question, and this has come up because you know some people fall really, really fast, especially when you hyper focus. That's why I say when you hyper focus. And you're used to hyper-focusing on relationships because of, there it goes, that acceptance issue. I didn't get enough love, you know, as a child, so I seek this love in relationships now. Like, it shouldn't be that way or whatever. But uh, people do fall fast. And hyper hyper people who hyper-focus on relationships fall faster than others. 
And some people can say, well, That's how true. do you fall for somebody so fast? Well, at the same time, it's like, you got to think about it. Everybody else might fill their time with other people, other friends, other crowds, going to the club and this and that. But when you're dealing with somebody who really solely just focuses on making money, whether it's working a job, you know, doing that entrepreneur thing, and they're going home and going to work and they got a relationship, what are the areas in their life that they have to focus on? I have to focus on my money and then I got to focus on my relationship. And then boom, I got to do self-care in there somewhere. So those three aspects of life, it's like they, they small, especially when you come from somebody who don't have no kids. Like you think about those people who have kids, like they have time, they got to balance out. I got to focus on my kids. I got to make the money. You know, I got to focus on my self-care and then, oh, I'm trying to have a relationship, but the relationship is at the back end of the list. So people who normally have those dynamics, they probably normally fall in love a lot slower than others. And if you find somebody with these dynamics that tend to fall in love fast, then chances are they're falling in love for ulterior motives. They could be falling in love with you because they need help or they could be falling in love with you for other reasons but you want to be with somebody that doesn't really try to hyper focus on you that's why that's something that i'm working on is not hyper focusing on relationships because when you hyper focus you tend to overlook certain things and it's not that you overlook them you notice yeah. them but because you want the relationship to work you feel oh, like right. you, you can fix yeah. you can push through this and oh, that's not girl. the case you know yes yeah, that was my case last year that was definitely the case. Um, I feel like I fell in love. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie about that one. But it was the connection for me, like the vibe that I caught with my person. It 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 was real. It was authentic. It wasn't forced. I could be myself, and that that was something for me. When I can be myself with with a complete stranger. And this person feels like home, like it was all the connection for me. So yeah, I, I, I love, yeah, okay. Okay. I've been there. <laughs> um, Something that I would ask on the first date would be, uh, are you spiritual? Are you religious? You know, because you want to know, you want to know. So if, you know, Sometimes religion can make people head, but sometimes religion helps you see what people value over what they devalue. So you definitely want to know if your person is religious or spiritual. And after they decide which one you want to, you know, know what they, if they, you know, are, you know, are you Muslim? Are you, you know, are you Buddhist? You know, are, is there something else, you know, are you just spiritual in an aspect where I believe in God, but I don't believe in Christianity or, yeah, or hell and all that. Yeah, am I just spiritual where I believe the universe is just connected and positive energy and good energy, good or bad, whatever energy you put out in the world that comes back to you. Like you want to know how a person thinks when it comes to spirituality and religion because spirituality and religion can help people through life and normally is the you know one of the solid building foundations for a person and their characteristics. Yes. And I think it's okay. Even if on the first date people would ask me a question, period, whether you are spiritual or religious. Either or, 
if I'm with that person, I want to learn their religion. I really want to be able to sit down and because that's part of learning that person. I want you to know that I'm serious about you, so I really do want to learn, you know, what what your religion is, so I won't disrespect you in no form or fashion, you know, because that's a part of still setting boundaries. Um, I like to trust that. So, if your religion requires, you know, like, I think certain people don't eat, the Muslims don't eat, what, pork? Yeah, pork. Use, I think, red meat and stuff like that, too, probably. Yeah. So, like, that's that's something that's not bad. Like, I, hey, I can compromise and meet you half or, you know, in a relationship. Yes. Like, yeah, okay, well, I don't need to be in that anyway. So, you know, exactly. that just helps me motivate and be, you know, more healthy for myself, you know, compromising, you know, for our relationship and compromising to say, well, hey, I know you don't eat pork, so I don't really want to eat pork around you anyway. I've been trying to give it up type of thing. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. You know, I, I'm willing, I'm willing to learn, you know, who they worship and, and Respecting the fact if they pray multiple times a day, so you know, like, not to call them at certain times because you realize, okay, some people pray like five or six times a day, or whatever. Like, you want to know? Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I talk a lot. I'm gonna ask questions like, well, why do you wrap your your head up, or why do you do this? Well, I just really just be wanting to know. You know what I'm saying? But it's good to know that about your partner because. Even then, if you know, you can you you can, you can teach each other mm-hmm. things. So I really think that's a good one. Um, that should be top number one. That should have been top number one. I mean, it should have <laughs> been, but that was what I was thinking about. You know, over here, you know, I think oh about a lot gosh. of stuff. That was a good one. Um, what makes you unique? You know, what I'm I I would. I mean, just to start the conversation, all questions to ask, you know, what what makes them what makes unique. you different? What makes you what makes you different than everybody else? What is yes. something about you that makes you stand out <laughs> over everybody? Like everybody, else? you know. What I'm you saying? know I Why think should something. I continue to go on this thing? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that's like a uh, that's like being on a, a dating show or something like. <laughs> yeah. Why should I pick you over them? Like eliminate type you know of thing. But and we didn't really exactly. understand. Yeah. When eliminate used to come on, we didn't understand. Like that's how you had critique. You had to be really specific in what you wanted. And you had yeah. options to date people. And we always have options of who we date all the time. But sometimes we don't actually run everybody through that lineup like eliminate. I'm eliminating all these people I'm dating for the right one. Who is the right one out of all these people who want to talk to me? Who is more compatible with me out of all these people who want to talk to me? Who is really truly worth my time and who is really here for what is just on the surface? You know what I mean? Like who's going to ask these deeper questions to get to know me and actually really care about the questions that they're asking me? Because some people can ask you these questions, but understand they don't really care. So you have to Hey, if you ask me this when we first started dating, I want to see if when it's months and it's a year down the line, are you still looking at this? Or are you working? Like, did you use what I told you? Did you see? Did you use that to understand me and how I move? Like, you know, don't ask me questions just to be asking me questions. Ask me questions because you care. You feel me? I 
ain't lying. I have a, I have a journal. I will. I'm telling on myself right now. I had a journal for every person that I dated. And each person had a journal. Like, I'm not lying. Um, and I would write down, like, the questions that I asked them. I'm writing that question down, and I'm writing your answer. You know what I'm saying? Because I really be wanting to know. But I got to the point to where... Once we stop talking, I throw that journal away. I'm like, ah, whatever. But I used to keep a journal and write down, you know, certain things that were very important for myself and for them, you know, so that I could really, like, get an understanding of them. And, you know, a lot of times, too, I think it might be good to have a journal when you deal with somebody or even just to write stuff down sometimes because, some some people you cannot talk to in the moment. So say something arrives and it's something that you thought about and you want to talk to these people about it, but they can't talk right now or you you can't talk right now. But it's really something important that you really want to, you know, ask them about or, you know, just conversate with them about because it's important yeah. to you and you feel like it's important to the relationship. Writing stuff down, I know for me, is a healthy way of me asking the right questions and the important things even when because if i don't write it down a lot of times with me i think about so much stuff i have so many ideas that stuff will leave me or i'll forget how i worded it but when i thought about it it was worded to a way that it wasn't offensive and that if i asked it to you it could be understood clearly what i'm asking so yeah i can see how writing stuff down helps yes it, it does. Like, it, it helped me a lot because even when I'm having an issue, I go back to that journal and I read up, I read what I wrote about this person. And then I'm going back and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, well, this person did say this. Or this person did say that. So it kind of helps me a lot to get myself away, especially if I'm wrong. You know, it helps me get back in line. But it's, it's that communication that kind of messes with me after that, though. Um, another question I would ask is, what are their hobbies? You know, what you like to do for fun? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Other than working, you know what I'm saying? What are your other, do you have any other passions? Do you write poetry? Do you listen to music? Do you create music? Do you like hiking, like outdoor stuff? Do you, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Do you, you know, do you have, like, like you say, are you an entrepreneur? Is that something else that you do? Do you make, you know, tumbler cups? Do you make your own clothing? Like, you know, what is, what is, what do you do with your spare time and your self-development for yourself and not just working for somebody nine to five? I do ask that too as well, because that's a lot about self-love and healing and actually nurturing your inner child yeah now, i don't i don't think that even if they don't have nothing that they do it's just as long as you have a hobby you know what i'm saying it, it don't have to necessarily make money because i'm telling you now i have a hobby but it don't make no money but it it's don't just have to make that money. i love to do <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to make money it doesn't have to make money but what you do with your time lets me know what's more valuable to you like if standing if standing on the block with your homies and and smoking or drinking before work or after work if that's all you do then all right well i don't know about you know what i'm saying really dealing with you no. because what are you doing really really and truly for your self-development yeah i know you can make money but what are you doing to feed your mind 
what are you like yeah it's okay to hang around friends like yeah you know having friends and being able to do something where you're connected socially that helps a lot of people but what are you doing for positive self-development besides that Meditate. That would be me. That would be my first answer. One of my favorite hobbies is being alone in an empty apartment, quiet. Is that peace? At peace. That is the main hobby for me. That is one good. And that's all that I'm for. I'm I'm for peace and harmony at this point. Um. We discuss well what you do for a living. same would that be considered the same as a hobby though what do you do for a nah what you do for a living is different i think what you do for a living actually you know that goes into your occupation how do you make your money uh majority of your money you know because some people you can ask so you you find yourself if you don't ask you'll find yourself with somebody that you really didn't think you was with like well i know you didn't (laughs) ask i know we've been talking for a month and i know you didn't ask but um i've been scripting for the last like you know couple years like wait you say who so you ain't and we just oh and i don't have a problem like not saying that i have a problem with somebody who's a stripper like but just voiced that to me at the beginning like early on in my life like i dated somebody you know who was a stripper not prostitute per se but you want to know if they just hen licks you know to make their money if it's if you a scammer like you know or do you work at you know a warehouse do are you are you a nurse you know do you work around kids you know what i mean like you want to know this stuff because even if you work with somebody who works in a hospital just say for uh health purposes you want to know who's who's coming around you because they normally work around people who are sick who have covid they could be around somebody I'm sorry, guys. They could be around somebody who has like monkeypox or something. Like you want to know just cause, and you could go around your grandparents or your mother or something like that and make somebody sick and not notice that you've been around somebody who's sick or who's had who's been exposed to somebody who's sick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um. Yeah. Kind of want to know about your friends. You know what I'm saying? The people you hang around. Mm. You know, um, but that might not be good to ask on the first date because uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna say that that's not good uh, to ask on the first date. You actually want to know who a person you know kind of associates itself with, and you can kind of like normally through, you know, today's age, you can kind of see through social media the type of people that you know certain people hang around. Like for me, I had to realize because I was still living kind of in a state of trauma, even though I'm a good person, I'm really, really smart, you know, I could do a lot of things. I was attracting a lot of damaged energy. And that was far as friendship wise. And those people were connecting to me because there was a light within me. But when you're a person that's really, really positive or you give off a lot of, you know, good energy, there is this negative negative energy that tends to be attracted towards you. So I was hanging around with a lot of people who really couldn't help me advance in life or didn't want to do too much in life. And it was like me trying to motivate them. I no longer want to be around people who are not self-motivated. 
Like if I got to preach to you about, you know, you know, putting out your music or making music or, you know, designing your clothes or making whatever products you got. If I got to preach to you on that, I don't want to have to do that. That's that's somebody who isn't self-motivated and you're taking from me and you're wasting my time. You know what I mean? You want to be with somebody who is self-motivated so you can focus on motivating yourself and y'all can be a y'all can have a friend circle that motivates each other indirectly because you guys are on y'all shit you feel me yeah i feel you but what if their motivation is is motivating other people like what if they get a kick out of just being able to motivate the next person because it makes them feel good but if you're motivating other people guess what it has to be something that you're doing you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're motivating, you're self-motivating. But guess what? I cannot be around somebody who's saying that they're motivating me, but the whole time, what do you want to do every time you're around? If you want to drink, if you want to smoke all the time, that's not motivating okay. me. Because number one, you're deterring, you know what I'm saying? That's that's lower vibrational. Yeah, it's okay to drink and smoke sometimes. It's okay to, you know, go out and have fun every now and then. But are you still their friend that's still going to kick it with me, still going to, you know, be down with me if I'm not in the streets because I'm, I'm at home and I'm working hard on a book or I'm not at, you know, I'm not out in the streets. I'm working on a podcast or I'm trying to go network and, you know, travel somewhere else. And unfortunately, right now, I can't afford to take everybody with me. I have to do some things alone. Like, that's the type of stuff I want. I don't want people who are just there for their selfish reasons. Like, right, don't right. hang around me for your personal growth. Hang around me because you're helping build an empire with me. That's that, that's what your friend circle should be, especially when you get to a certain age. It's like, yeah, you, everybody don't have to be doing something that makes a lot of money. But what are we doing to help each other, you know, with our self-development on a positive uh, level and standpoint? That's a good one. Um, another good question I would ask, uh, do you like to read? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. But the good thing about that, I don't like to read. But I love being around people who do read because you help me out. You help me out a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's certain things that I don't know. I can call a friend and be like, hey, um, even though I know they're going to say, you can just Google it. Um, hey, do you know about such, 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 or can you tell me about this situation or whatever the case may be? Um, and they'll give it to me. Like, I, I love being around people who like to read because I, I feel like y'all just know a lot or whatever. The best secrets <laughs> and I stuff don't... are in books. Like, you know what I mean? The best secrets, the best information are usually in books and people don't read. But I'm one of those people where I can ask you if you, you like to read. I'm going to ask you if you like to read. Or whatever and even if you tell me no like are you one of those people where it's like hey babe i don't like to read but i want us to like do some self-development together so if you get like self-development books or whatever like that can you read them to me like before bed or we make time you know what i'm saying to kind of read them together type of thing I'm, I'm with that i'm with that part i just don't like like read, read. like i just get up plain little book i can't do that i go to sleep but if it's something that we're doing together, I'm all for it if it's helping the relationship. But just for me to read a book, I can catch it on Audible. It's gonna it's gonna read to me. Okay. You know what I love about somebody who likes to read? And even when it comes what? to Audible, even if you can listen to an Audible book, what I love about people who read 
and who love books is that they have a certain level of patience and understanding that people who don't read kind of lack. And it's like when you're a person who who doesn't read, you will find that if you get partnered with somebody who does read or who does try to, you know, build their intellect, that there is more of an understanding. Like, yeah, I can. I don't like to read. So say, yeah, I don't like to read, but I find that I'm just infatuated with the fact that you love to read or you love to write. That's me. And you can be patient. <laughs> but that's that pay for me, it's that patience that comes with a person who can actually be able to say, mm, I could sit down and read a whole book. And I ain't talking about the books with pictures or the magazines. This is people who sit down and I can read this whole book or I can listen to this whole audible all the way through. Those people have a level of patience that can be unmatched you feel me and in some cases people have not been with people with that amount of patience so you need to be with somebody who can understand that hey i could take my time to get to know you or you know i can be you know smart about where this relationship is going and call it out on when it's not going there and and be you know in a healthy standpoint even if we agree that this isn't a relationship that we need to be in you know, normal times an intellectual person can express that to you in a lower vibrational level or not even a lower vibrational level at the most calmest level yeah. and say, well, okay, this is what it is instead of just blowing it up or trying to gaslight you. Like I want to be with somebody who understands people, who understands relationships, who understands that life, you know, happens and sometimes life whoops everybody's ass but you have to get up you have to do something you know productive to keep going and be positive and a lot of times reading is a way people escape from everything around them while learning how to deal with everybody around them okay i think these are some good um first date questions especially after you've healed you know, these are good questions to ask. Um, do you have any other questions that you might want to ask on the first date? Honest and truly, even, you know, I feel like these questions are good questions and they can be asked, you know, even if you choose to date somebody while healing, I prefer people date people, you know, when they are healed. But understand that everybody is, you know, you're never truly healed. That's, that's my thing exactly. is I don't believe a person is ever fully healed. Um, I feel like that's a constant and consistent, um, continuous uh, battle or project because you always have to do your shadow work because we're constantly through everyday life going through new situations, um, experiencing new you know, things. And a lot of times we have to process everything that we go through. You never want to not process everything that you go through, everything that you experience, whether good or bad, because you want to know what it is about what happened or what you've done that impacted you, whether good or bad. So you can know what you need to continue to do versus the things that you need to stop doing or allowing in. Um, as far as any other questions um, I would ask, um, what was your, I mean, did you graduate high school? Did you go to college? Um, uh, you know, different things. Like, are there certain words that you don't use for certain reasons? Um, I want to know. Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, that's that's. I want to know things about you, so I know how you know. 
how you move and why you did like how you deal with things because if you're goofy sometimes people are goofy and that's a that's like a defense mechanism of its own some people are sarcastic and that's the defense mechanism so if i see those things in you in certain points if i ask you certain things or we have certain conversations or certain things happen and you say certain things like i can pick up on it if this if it's something funny that you say by being goofy or if it's something sarcastic is that is that your protection mechanism I want to yes. know it. So even if you don't voice that you're hurt or that you feel some type of way about something, I know you feel some type of way about it because I know what your defense mechanism is. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. and that's just like, for me, my, my is shutting down. You know, I get quiet, not really shutting down. I just get quiet because then now I got to assess what's going on around me and see if what I'm really feeling is valid. And that's one of the things when it says, hey, I'm going to shut up and then I'm going to allow this person to, you know, say or move however they want to move or I'm going to shut up to allow myself time to process uh, what I just heard or what just happened so I can handle it in the most mature way possible. But um, I would also want to know if the person, you know, are you a stay at home type of person? Are you a partier? Mm -hmm. You know, what Good am questions. I getting myself into? Do you party every weekend? Good or, questions. you know, are you a homebody? Good you know, that's, that's, that's something to me that lets me know a lot about a person, too. If you out clubbing every weekend, like, it's okay to, you know, have fun and, you know, be with your people and, you know, mingle. But I'm a homebody myself. I like to be around people, but then again, I don't. So I, I would want to know that. How about yourself? I mean, I definitely would want to know who you hang around and everything. Because like I say, people can say, oh, I'm chilling with my friends or whatever, such, 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 such. But your friends could automatically come up and be your exes. Like for me, you know, with my past, that's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. You hanging around your exes, that's a deal breaker for me. Like you, and especially if it's multiple. Like I can see if you got one ex that you just hang around, like, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody that you used to just fuck on, you know, they're around. All right, cool, whatever. But when you're like connected with like, you know, five, six, seven, eight exes and it's like, oh, that's just my exes or whatever. Like, yeah, that's the that's the that's a deal breaker for me, because number one, I'm not going to have to worry about, you know, what you got going on with them or why you keeping them in your life. It's just not going to happen. And some people don't understand that they've made trauma bonds with their exes. And it's different from have you can't just keep somebody around because y'all built the relationship of trauma. And once you realize that that's the trauma relationship, you tend to let it go because you realize because I keep this person around, that level of trauma is still around. You got to introduce okay. new people into your circle. You know what I mean? Quit stepping on my toes, okay? You ain't got to step on my toes. I'm good. I'm not, <laughs> mommy, I'm not stepping on your toes, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying Man. in general, you know what I mean? I had three years of it, so that's why I say don't step on my toes. I really did stay in a relationship just because, like, knowing that it's wrong, I know that it's toxic, I see that it's toxic, I see everything that is going wrong, but I'm just still here. I'm still here because I just got to prove something to myself that, oh, I can make this work. I can go, I can't. I knew damn well I couldn't, but that's, that's a good point. Um... Do 
Do you have any cats? Do you love cats? Do you love dogs? Do you have any pets, period? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's good. That's a good question. I was with somebody, uh, just not even like with them, like, you know, just a interaction or understanding type of like, you know, little buddy type thing. And they just like, well, oh, you gotta get a, you gotta get a male cat. You can't get a, a female cat because they're this and that. Lady, no, like this, you know what I mean? Like this is my, this is my, you know, pet. If I get a pet, it's because it is. Like you ain't gonna tell me what kind of pet I get in my own house. We don't live together type of thing and then don't be just thinking a dog finna come in my house and just rip and run and run all around like that's not finna happen like it's not finna happen like bringing your pet over here you know what i'm saying for a weekend like that's fine but yo uh uh-uh. if we agree down the line that we're gonna get a small little endo dog you know what i'm saying i'm with that but understand it's gonna be a cat running around this bitch with that dog too <laughs> cat dog even though I probably won't get it, but I'm manifesting it anyway. Even if I when, when I do uh, meet my per- person yeah. or whatever, hopefully they don't have any pets because I want us to raise a pet together. I don't know what it is about me and wanting to be. It, it's just something about like a family type thing. Yeah. I want I want that pet to be raised together. Like I want a puppy. I don't want no. that's what i kept telling people i'm like yo i need a i need a kitten like i kept saying that my sister was like it's a whole bunch of cats over here come get one i'm like yo (laughs) i'm like if they over three if they over three months i don't want them i don't want them i don't want them um but yeah i definitely understand the need to nurture something from you know child to adult and that's a part of growth like that's 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 a part of us needing to know what it's like to take care of somebody or have somebody depend on us because that makes us you know either more financially responsible or it makes us you know more caring it shows us how to you know be there for something other than ourselves so that's why in heterosexual relationships it's normal because they end up mating and having kids and then you know in some lgbtq you know it's 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 more known now for us to you know go through ivf and all of this and have our own kids now so we're we're learning that we can create our own families with our own blood and you know just love on us type of thing and love on our child too and before i think that wasn't a big thing with ivf it was just like okay yeah a lot of us gay people we're growing up with no responsibilities like we're turning into adults that haven't had to take care of adults like some of us get so comfortable with being by ourselves so for me it's just like hey i'm at that point where i want to take care of something from beginning to end i want to have that you know that pet around where it's just like yeah i love you you know what i'm saying you my pet you my responsibility type of thing i'm gonna take care of you i know you at home waiting for me when i get home type of thing like yeah and they pick up on energy so that's my thing yeah. you know what i mean? and i want because i don't have children or whatever i don't want anything jesus uh, <laughs> um because i don't have children i just feel like pets are the most nurturing like they they feel your energy so if you're sad they're gonna come by you know they're gonna get that energy you know from you to try to make you happy or whatever even with dogs like i i've been around little puppies i've been around cats and lately cats been following me so i'm like oh sure because y'all telling me i didn't get one of y'all I've been running around and I've seen this pretty gray cat. It was real, real pretty. I wanted it so bad, but it was already big. And I was like, nah, I want something small. 
Like, I can't do it. But, yeah, I think pet, uh, that question is a really good question to ask. Um, you got anything else that you want to, uh, any questions before we close out the show? I, I, I think that's it for me. I really do. I think these were some very wonderful questions to ask on the first day. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell the people how they can contact you if you want them to contact you about anything? Email, okay. social media, anything? Um. Well, I only have one social media at this book, too. Uh, CC Williams is my Facebook name, which I rarely be on there. But you can hit me up on there if you like. Um, I am also Lyrical Butterfly 888 on TikTok. So, yeah. Right. Well, I appreciate you coming in and doing the show with me. Uh, very good questions. All good questions asked. Uh, definitely got me thinking about a few questions myself, and I will add them to uh, my list of questions to ask people uh, in the future. Yes. If you enjoyed awesome. the show today, I hope that you uh, give us feedback. Go to uh, the Soft Storm the Poet Show at gmail.com email send me uh feedback whether positive or negative let me know uh what shows you want us to do what topics you want us to talk about if you have somebody that you want featured on the show just let me know and i'm gonna leave you guys with this i can't cage me the desperation is crazy the fact that you think you can get all this past me is amazing the sheer regret of meeting you in my past continues to daze me. All you really ever wanted to do was cage me and change me. Life lesson learned. I cannot be what you want me to be. All that does is cage me. <laughs>